welcome to Marissa Unfiltered, a podcast with me, Marissa. Today we are going to talk about something that honestly I had no idea about. I had no idea it was even a thing, but I'm really excited. I don't have anything in the news that I want to discuss because honestly nothing caught my eye. Um, so (laughs) I was going to do a mental health check-in instead and honestly, (sighs) I just, I, I don't know what to say because I was actually, I'm fine, just in general, I'm fine. The weather's been incredibly indecisive and it's really pissing me off, it's getting on my nerves. I don't understand why we're in April and we're not getting consistent sunshine. Like, fair enough, we can't have both, you know, like, good sunshine and decent temperature, but it's freezing. Like, I'm literally wearing, like, three layers, including a long sleeve top and two dressing gowns, and I'm still really cold. And it's currently raining, so hopefully you can't hear the rain, but it's kind of getting on my nerves a little bit, it's pissing me off, and I need the wet, whoever's controlling the weather machine, I need them to get it the fuck together, thank you very much. Anyways, that's enough for the mental health portion of the show, (laughs) uh, without further ado, no, I was actually gonna do, like, a proper mental health check-in, but I'm actually, I'm okay, I'm looking forward to stuff that's going to be happening hopefully this month. I'm looking forward to just like being more consistent with the things that I want to do creatively. Since the weather has been not as cold as it was in the winter and also since the days are getting longer it's really inspiring me to be more creative so and also I've been it's around the time now where I can start growing stuff in my garden again so I'm like thinking about what I want to plant in my garden and all of that stuff so I'm actually doing really well and hopefully it continues. I was I did have a a story that I was going to talk about I literally just saw this I'm looking at it as I speak because I just mentioned my garden and I actually really enjoy growing stuff in my garden. I find it really fulfilling. I find it therapeutic and I want to do it on a larger scale. And my sister just sent me this, um, it's a tweet basically, um, but I think there's also a TikTok video of this lady in the UK who's been using her allotment to feed people in her neighborhood who have been struggling so whatever she's been growing in her allotment she's been sharing with her neighbors and people who are struggling in her community and some rat fucking bastard decided to salt the land to stop her from growing anything number one just like on its own that is a shitty thing to do but in a, in the cost of living crisis that we're currently in, which isn't really a crisis, it's more so just like greed on a large scale. But in that environment that we're in currently, for somebody to do something so disgusting, it actually made me so sick. And she's literally, in the TikTok video, 
the woman is literally like in tears and I can imagine because the amount of time and effort that goes into growing a garden to like growing produce is so extensive and you put so much like energy for me I put like mental and physical energy into it and for someone to just like ruin all of that it's so disgusting and I hope they catch whoever it is that did that because like it's not even like and the the comments are like oh this is not a prank blah 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 to even think it's a prank like why would someone do that as a prank number one but number two like that's just like evil that is whoever did that is evil and I hope they get caught and I hope that you know what I hope they get flogged I hope a mob with pitchforks and torches go after them because like how can you do that someone who's doing something so good and you're just gonna like ruin it by just yeah that actually really pissed me off it's called a meal on me with love which is so nice oh my god and then you read it and it gets even worse so her name is carly and she has multiple sclerosis and lupus and the other thing is i i find joy in um planting stuff in my garden because of my chronic health conditions like it was one of the things that actually helped me get through a really dark point in my life like when I was really unwell and a lot of other people do it for the same reasons as well and I'm like just reading it it's like she's doing what I would like to do also and people have just like fucking ruined it So she transformed her garden into an allotment to provide those on benefits, pensioners, on state pension, and those on a low income with free organic fruit and vegetables, plus essentials. They receive a large box that contains essentials plus enough food, fruit, vegetables, pasta, rice, breakfast, etc. for the amount of people in their household. And she's been doing that for some time now. She's She made the planters herself. And like, this has really pissed me off. Like, it actually really pissed me off. And someone ruined it. <laughs> I'm so pissed. I'm gonna share the GoFundMe and you can read about it yourself. But yeah, it's, I would love to do something like this one day. Like, I've had the idea to do something like this for a long time now and so this like really pisses me off in a different way because I know that it's coming from a good place uh, because it's something that I've also considered doing from a purely charitable perspective and I know how much work it could go into creating something like that and someone's just ruined it so um so she's actually raised quite a fair bit but I'm still going to share the GoFundMe um so that you can donate if you want to and I hope that the person who did this like I hope they get caught and I hope the community beat the shit out of them like I'm I'm not a violent person or anything but I hope they they get the shit 
knocked out of them like i'm done but anyways that's an aside i'll share the gofundme link i'll share um any other information that i find out about it and you can go and donate and um support because that is such a shitty thing to do and we can't let shitty people win because then we're just as shitty as they are no we're not as shitty as they are but we can't let them win um (laughs) i didn't want to have like such a intense start but especially given the subject matter that we're going to talk about but hey ho this is a content warning before i go into the main story content warning or trigger warning i'm going to be discussing there's going to be discussions of suicide and descriptions of a medical procedure that some people may find disturbing I definitely found it a little bit disturbing while I was doing my research so please this is not the story for you if any of those things are sensitive topics for you. And now for the main story. What's your eyesight like? Do you wear glasses or contact lenses? If you do, has anyone ever asked you what you do in an apocalypse situation? I myself wear glasses and occasionally contacts depending on the situation and I've been asked that question several times. This isn't relevant at all to the story (laughs) but my answer is always that I'll just fall down and die because what business do I have surviving an apocalypse anyways? Like if, if the time comes and that happens then it was just my time to go. Is my name Joel? Is my name Ellie? No, it's not. If you have poor eyesight and find wearing glasses or contact lenses a hindrance when doing any kind of physical activity, you may have considered laser eye surgery or LASIK as it's more commonly known. Even I've considered it at one point or another due to the sheer annoyance of having to contend with glasses when driving at night or dealing with dry eyes when I'm wearing contacts for too long. I've even been thinking about getting LASIK recently. I do need glasses to see um, things that are further away, but my eyesight in general isn't that bad. I generally only need glasses or contact lenses when I'm driving or if I'm like traveling somewhere and I need to be able to read like street signs or on the tube when I need to read the signs to figure out where I'm going. But in general, I don't wear glasses on on my day to day. But I have still been thinking about getting LASIK because I just find the like, first of all, Specsavers has me in a chokehold and I've had enough of them. I, their customer service is piss poor and I would like to not have to deal with having to pay uh, a subscription for contact lenses or to like constantly get my eyes test and having to pay for all of that kind of stuff so I've been thinking about it. A few people I follow online have had it done so it came up again it keeps coming up but while I was doing my googles I kept seeing articles about people ending their lives due to the pain they experienced after the procedure. LASIK has been referenced a lot in pop culture. There's that one episode of The Simpsons where Homer got LASIK 
and he didn't follow the aftercare instructions so his eyes crossed it over I remember I was a kid when that episode first aired I don't know exactly what season but there's a clip on YouTube and from time to time even though I find the noise that it makes like when his eyes crossed over I find the noise really like (laughs) but I still watch that clip from time to time for some reason because I just think it's really funny but not only Homer Simpson other celebrities a lot of celebrities have gotten it done and they you know talk about their journey on social media and one of the main sticking points is that it's a really quick and easy surgery to do and the recovery is fairly simple so it seems it's arguably a very common procedure but the risks aren't talked about enough for my liking there are a few cases i will talk about but before we get there let's talk about what lasik actually is now we're gonna get in in this next part we're gonna get into like the description of what the surgery is and some of the complications the first thing to know is that there are several variations of laser refractive surgery lasik being the most commonly known and the most commonly performed lasik stands for laser assisted in situ keratomyelusis I got that right on the first try. Oh my gosh, I'm so I'm so happy because when I read it, it took me so long to actually get it. So I'm happy. But anyways, LASIK stands for Laser Assisted In Situ Keratomyelusis, which is a mouthful. But essentially, what it means is that this is a type of refractive surgery for the correction of myopia, which is nearsightedness, hyperopia or farsightedness and it can also be a cure for astigmatism which is a condition that causes blurry or distorted vision it can cause issues when driving or focusing on light um, in low light situations especially Um, and there's if you google astigmatism you could there's images of comparisons of people with and without astigmatism it's incredibly interesting the difference um and it can be very annoying to and a problem to focus on certain things it causes i i don't think you're allowed to drive if you have astigmatism so it is something that needs to be corrected in layman's terms the surgery involves creating a corneal flap so they cut a little flap in your cornea and using a laser, they vaporize the bed of the cornea. The flap is then placed back into its original position. So they'll just seal up your flaps. And I actually watched this. <laughs> seal up your flaps. I watched a video. I don't know why I watched a video just before I ate. Um, I watched a little video earlier today and it's really disgusting. I'm not someone, I watch botched and things like that so I'm not easily squirmish about like medical stuff but I found that to be just so because it's the eye and the cornea when they um they basically cut a hole in the cornea not a hole they cut a flap in the cornea and the cornea actually reminds me of the texture and the consistency of a contact lens and I know how easily those are 
like how you can easily rip those so the entire time I was watching it I was just like oh my gosh like imagine if they rip your fucking cornea and then you just don't then you just don't have a cornea anymore you can't just like replace it the whole thing just made me so uneasy like I was watching it like I was watching a horror movie it was it was very disgusting that's all I'll say and if you are one of those people who are morbidly curious do not go on YouTube and type in LASIK surgery real-time video don't do it discomfort after surgery is minimal or it should be minimal and the vision recovery usually takes place between one to two days. And in some of the recovery videos I've seen, people actually can, um, you can see, but it's just like really blurry and you're not allowed to drive or like do anything strenuous directly after you've had it done. And most people said that they had to like take a nap for a couple of hours. And then this one girl that I saw, she actually drove to her appointment the next morning after having it, which babes, like, get someone to drive you. It's not that deep. In pop culture, you usually see people wearing thick blackout sunglasses to block out any light while the corneal flap heals. But I've also seen people wear like goggles, just like really thin, clear goggles um but you have to make sure that your flap heals otherwise there's gonna be issues according to wikipedia as of 2018 roughly 9.5 million americans have had lasik and globally between 1991 and 2016 more than 40 million procedures were performed as with any surgical procedure though there can be complications with lasik the most common ones include dry eyes, which can last for up to six months after the surgery and can happen because of a reduction in tear production. According to the Mayo Clinic, if you experience severe dry eyes, you could opt for another procedure to get special plugs put in your tear ducts to prevent your tears from draining away from the surface of your eyes which honestly <laughs> like honestly that sounds like a lot and based on that alone I would be out you can also experience glares halos and double vision and this can last anywhere from a few days or it can become a long-term chronic problem which we'll get into in terms of the complications that some people have experienced the laser might not take away enough material, causing you to still have blurry vision, which is an undercorrection, in which case you might need to have an enhancement done within a year of the first procedure. So after your flaps heal the first time, you have to go let them cut your flaps open again and then, you know, do the whole thing all over again, which leave my flaps alone. That's all I'm saying. Your vision could also be overcorrected, which can weaken the cornea. And in most cases, this is harder to fix than an undercorrection because you can't replace what was already taken away. I feel like my mum said that to me before. It can also cause an astigmatism, which, bruv, like, 
isn't that one of the things that you're supposed to fix like i'm actually when i read this when i read that it could cause astigmatism and astigmatism i was like bitch what you're telling me like can you imagine you go in there and you just have like you know you're just short-sighted or uh, long-sighted and you go in there and now you have a fucking astigmatism i'd be so pissed i'd be pissed there's also something called corneal ectasia which is one of the most serious complications that people can experience this is basically when they remove too much material so when an overcorrection is performed and it causes the shape of the cornea to change and it can lead to nearsightedness and other distorted vision issues as well as permanent vision loss you can also have problems with your flaps Folding back or removing the flap from the front of your eye during surgery can cause complications, including infections or the development of scar tissue. Also, the outermost corneal tissue layer, the epithelium, may grow abnormally underneath the flap during the healing process. And one of the videos that I saw about the complications, someone mentioned, I did not know this before, but your cornea has nerve endings. And basically, when they are cutting a flap in the cornea, they're basically severing those nerve endings which is a cause of a lot of the issues that people experience in terms of pain because some of the nerve endings never grow back or they grow back a bit wonky and cause issues. But the most serious is obviously vision loss or extreme changes in your vision. And in general, it can cause sensitivity and pain in your eyes, which could be temporary or permanent and there's no way of knowing until you fully healed and you're not taking any pain medication anymore so that you can actually notice whether you're in pain or not now that we have a better understanding of the process itself as well as the complications let's talk about the cases where this procedure led to people ending their lives I won't include names of um, some of the victims who actually ended their lives because I don't think it's necessary. They should be able to just to rest in peace. They they did not actually... There are names that I will mention later on, but those are people who are alive and they've been speaking on social media about their condition and the, the issues that they face. And I'm more comfortable with speaking about them because you can go and see for yourself what they've said. Whereas the victims, the people who have ended their lives, they've experienced enough pain and I don't want to add to that in any way so the first story takes place in december of 2018 in detroit where a well-known and well-loved meteorologist died by suicide leaving behind a husband and two children she had underwent laser eye surgery a mere two months earlier in october and detailed her recovery 
on social media, specifically about how she struggled with how slow the recovery process was and having experienced side effects such as dry eye. And to some people that might sound like one of the more, um, the, one of the lesser, less serious um, complications, but dry eye can be extremely painful. In this case, though no official causes were reported, the connections were made between the timing of when she had her surgery in October and then the timing of her suicide a mere two months later in December of the same year. In other cases, we go to a Daily Mail article for our source. And honestly, I don't support the Daily Mail. I I think they're a garbage heap. But this was one of the few places that I could find people actually talking about this surgery. It was honestly, there wasn't a lot of information out there. So I hate the Daily Mail, but we're going to use them in this case. One of the victims mentioned in the Daily Mail article committed suicide at 28 years old after living with what he described as excruciating pain for six and a half years. The note he left behind read, if I cannot get my eyes fixed, I'm going to kill myself. I just cannot accept the fact that I'm supposed to live like this. I have other problems like most people do, but this is something else. As soon as my eyes went bad, I fell into a deeper depression than I'd ever experienced and I never really came out of it. That is like honestly so gut-wrenching because like especially you go in there and you think that this is something's gonna that is supposed to improve your life and then it just kind of makes everything so much worse and it makes and on top of that if you already have issues then it's just like clearly it was the straw that broke the camel's back. In another case a gynecologist complained that her son wrote letters saying that he was killing himself due to his ruined eyes. After reading the article it seems as though a lot of these cases are linked to the pain and discomfort that is persistent for these people lasting anyways anywhere from a few months to a few years which makes it a chronic issue. By the way there's a name for that chronic discomfort it's called corneal neuropathy and it's a side effect that some people experience from LASIK and similar laser eye surgeries. In addition to the pain, this condition causes light and air sensitivity, foreign body sensation and burning in the eyes. And basically, again, I couldn't really find a lot of information about what corneal neuropathy was, but it's basically what I was saying about the nerve endings in the cornea. When they grow back, they may not grow back in the same way as before. They may grow back wonky, which causes a lot of issues. It all sounds really fucking painful. LASIK complications is an advocacy group which is dedicated to two of the people featured in the Daily Mail article and I'll leave links in the show notes so that you can read for yourself and you can read about they name the people but I just don't think that that's necessary in this case but you can read on about 
there's loads of inf- information so i'll leave the links but they're an advocacy group which is dedicated to two of the people featured in the daily mail article who died by suicide after un- undergoing the laser eye surgery the site claims that as many as 17 people that they knew of have taken their lives due to the complications of the surgery and they've all had different forms of the laser eye surgery as well. I did check out the website and they have a lot of information about the complications. They've also held protests to raise awareness about the risks associated with this type of surgery. Apparently there was also a Dutch documentary about this but I couldn't find any links to it or links to one that was in English or had English subtitles so I wasn't able to look at the documentary at all. Unfortunately a lot of the information on the website as well is at least five years old so I couldn't find any recent cases or case studies that were linked. In some of the cases I mentioned so far, the victims' families claimed that their suicides happened as a result of the chronic pain they felt after surgery. I also explained that some of the complications, with some of the complications, you have to wait before you're able to get them fixed, plus the revision surgeries themselves, as well as any medications that you might need, such as pain medications. I've seen cases where people also need anti-anxiety and antidepressant medication because of just like the stress of um, all of the complications. That all costs money. This leaves people in a situation where they are in excruciating pain with very few options on how to go about fixing it. And even if they can get a revision done, there's no guarantee that it would actually fix the issue. This also doesn't take into account the issue of bad doctors who are negligent or just in it for the money. And I say that because for every video that I saw like on YouTube about the complications there were at least 10 videos of people who were talking about their experience their positive experience and how you know easy and quick and wonderful that it was that they had it done and a lot of them mention how quickly it can be done and even in the videos that I saw it can be done literally like in a couple of minutes I I think in one video, uh, it's the London Eye Clinic or something like that. It was done in under 15 minutes. And at the same time, there's loads of people queuing up, waiting to have their their um, surgeries done as well. Because it's so quick and easy. People are just queuing up. And the average price, I believe, in the US is between $3,000 and $6,000. So it's a lot of money but not it's not breaking the bank for a lot of people so I mentioned negligent doctors this other case that I'm about to touch on is one of those cases where the doctor was hella fucking negligent there's a woman on tiktok called erin orchard 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 like an apple orchard by the way just in case you're wondering the spelling she's from australia I'll leave links to her TikTok account 
um, in the show notes as well, but it's Erin Orchard 88 in case you want to go and look at her videos. She has a lot of videos documenting her experiences with corneal neuropathy. And as a result of the complications from the laser eye surgery, she underwent a procedure called PRK or photorefractive keratectomy, which uses a laser to change the shape of the cornea. In one of her other videos, she said, my experience with neuropathic corneal pain and the involvement with my eye surgeon has negatively affected my mental health. I have been diagnosed with depression, anxiety, and PTSD. I'm no longer capable of maintaining full-time employment. I had to stop volunteer work. I experienced significant levels of financial stress due to high medical costs. And I've had to put a lot of my dreams on hold, including starting a family of my own. In other videos, she mentioned that even she had uh, suicidal ideations and had made suicide attempts in the past and that she also grieves for the life that she lost out on. And she bursts into tears when she sees pregnancy announcements, which, and then she explains that the crying only worsens the pain. And that is just like, it's so awful because a lot of times crying can actually be really cathartic and it, it helps to like release tension and pain at times and or relieve pain and she isn't even able to do that without experiencing pain because it's all in her eyes she also said that her surgeon encouraged her to drink alcohol before the procedure to calm her down and in a consultation he also had a few drinks himself i think she said he had wine and some kind of spirits in one of the consultations before the procedure she felt anxious but they carried on and during the procedure she wanted to stop but they didn't which i understand why they don't want to stop like mid procedure because after i've watched the video i see they so they cut the flap they cut both flaps and then they kind of in the one video I saw they do something else and then they come back they leave it for a bit they come back and then they do the stuff with the laser where they take away the the material and then they seal the flap again like they put some eye drops in and then they put the flap back in in place so I understand once it's cut why they wouldn't be able to stop at that point and also I've seen Final Destination. I've that was one of the things that put me off getting this fucking procedure done because I saw that Final Destination where they did the they were doing the laser thing. Anyways, I won't go into it, but yes. So I understand why when they were in the middle of the procedure and she wanted to stop and they were unable to. But that does not excuse everything leading up to that. Like, if she's nervous before the procedure, you don't tell her to have a couple drinks. You give her, prescribe her anti-anxiety medication. You don't tell her to, to go knock back a few drinks. That is so insane to me. 
This doctor seems incredibly negligent and it's hard to say whether his negligence increased her risk of complications. But either way, it doesn't matter. It doesn't take away from her experiences and it does not matter because the doctor is still negligent as fuck. And there are other people who did not have negligent doctors who have also experienced complications. And just before we move on, because there's another story that I'm going to talk about, just before we move on, I watched a few of her TikTok videos and some of the comments, some of the fucking comments really pissed me off because how are you, like, there were just a lot of people blaming her, like, oh, why, if your doctor was negligent, why didn't you, like, stop? I explained once it took place, once they've cut, she's laying there and you're strapped in and they've got that thing that opens the eye. She can't exactly like scream and run out at that point. And there were just a lot of stupid comments about people just like blaming the victim for what has happened to them, which to me, it's not really a case of And there were also people saying, oh, well, maybe you didn't follow the instructions, the aftercare instructions properly. I'm just going to say this. I think a lot, I haven't even reached my conclusion, but I'm just going to say this. A lot of the cases that I've seen, I think the main issue is that people were not fully informed of what they were getting into before they did the surgery and certain things were not explained properly to them beforehand and if they were able to make informed decisions I think there would be less people having issues anyways Dana who is another woman that I found on TikTok her handle is in rose gold eyes. She's from Canada and she underwent a smile, which is similar to LASIK, except they make a smaller flap instead of a bigger one. And this is a yet another type of laser eye surgery. And she's also had complications with her procedure. Dana was told that smile was a safer option to LASIK and that it would result in less nerve damage than LASIK. Obviously that did not happen for her. Her symptoms included extreme light sensitivity and headaches, which made it hard for her to be near any kind of light source. And you may recall that I listed light sensitivity in the list of side effects. It's usually a temporary thing, but Dana said that she's been experiencing it for at least four years at this point. She also experiences dry eye and unbearable pain and has to take pain medications daily in order to function. One of which includes taking platelets from her blood to make eye drops which is supposed to help with the pain caused from the nerve damage. Quite frankly that sounds like a whole lot of hoops to jump through to get relief and not everyone has access to that kind of treatment. She explained that she had to go to Boston where there's an eye specialist in order to get that get that course of treatment. It's not just that but it's unclear how many eye specialists out there that are able to treat some of these issues. A lot of people have also been said that when they go to these specialists, they're told that their symptoms are psychosomatic. I recommend having a look at both of these women's TikToks to get a better idea 
of how the complications affect them. They both did different surgeries and they're from different parts of the world. And if you do happen to check them out, please leave nice comments because there's been a f- like I saw a few like twatty comments about people saying things like oh if all I had to deal with was halo vision then you know I actually wouldn't mind it because then at least I won't have to wear glasses are you fucking kidding me you know one thing that I don't have to worry about when I'm wearing glasses seeing halos everywhere that's one thing I don't have to worry about yeah glasses are annoying but I would rather have this than to have some of the things that these people have had to experience so if you go and check out their TikToks please be nice with all that being said let's get to the conclusion the truth is LASIK is for the most part an elective surgery and although it's usually done while the patient is awake I think you have to be awake the the way I wrote this is like oh it's usually done but I think you absolutely have to be awake from the videos that I've seen they give you instructions on like how to focus on certain things so I think you have to be conscious which is another reason why I personally I'm taking LASIK off my bucket list The truth is LASIK for the most part is an elective surgery and although it's done while the patient is awake it is an invasive surgery and there are many risks involved. From an awareness perspective I think that there's not enough information available to people who are considering getting it done. Yes people should do their research before doing something that can change their lives so drastically but in researching this topic I had to get fairly specific in my search terms on Google and YouTube in order to find certain information and what's more the information from sources like the Mayo Clinic and other medically focused publications is quite limited and the language that they use when discussing the risks involved is quite passive too passive given the fact that people have killed themselves over the complications like we talked about not enough information is out there that's for sure with all things considered it does seem like a situation where you have to question whether the reward is worth the risk as someone with less than perfect eyesight like myself I know how burdensome it can be to have to rely on contact lenses or glasses in order to see my vision isn't terrible by any means so I can only imagine how people with worse eyesight must feel. It does beg the question though if you knew that the risks included blindness or unbearable chronic pain which can lead to suicidal ideation would you still do it? And that's it that's that that's all I wrote. (laughs) Um, Yeah so that's it that's the end of my dive into LASIK and the link to suicide honestly like I said in the conclusion there is a lot of people out there they've there are a lot of people out there who've had it done and it was unsettling the amount of people like I swear to you I saw two videos on YouTube two of people talking about their complications 
And all of the rest were positive. On the Wikipedia page, there wasn't anything about like the complications or the the risks. And I just think in general, there's there should be studies done, like follow-up studies done with people years, uh, like months afterwards and then years afterwards, just to see how their vision has changed over time. I also don't think there's any way that's like recording the long-term impact of LASIK. Also, one of the things that I learned literally after I wrote my essay was that if you have um, any conditions such as dry eye, there are certain things that make you a good candidate for LASIK and the surgeons won't always tell you whether or not you should get it done based on what your vision is and the the health and the state of your eyes so one of the guys who had like a really bad experience with it and was left out tens of thousands of dollars out of pocket because of the complications he had dry eyes before the before he had the procedure done and so that would make you not a good candidate for LASIK I didn't really see that listed anywhere like to say oh if you have xyz then you shouldn't get this done I had to watch that one video literally maybe 20 minutes before I started recording to get that little piece of information. So make sure that you do your research if you're considering getting this done. Make sure that you get a second, third, fourth opinion. Read the reviews. Make sure that your surgeon is registered with whatever the um, optical uh, registry board is wherever you live. And honestly, like my conclusion is that the question that I asked at the end was, would you still do it? I wouldn't. I would not just by watching the video alone or them doing it, I wouldn't do it. You'd have a hard time to convince me to do it. Oh, and one more thing. I am going to have to put this somewhere before we end. Um, the topics we discussed this week included a lot of heavy things we talked about suicide and suicidal ideation so if you or someone that you know is struggling with suicide I will leave links in the show notes as well to organizations that you can reach out to um the main one that comes to mind is Samaritans but I will do a bit of googling and find a couple of other ones as well. I hope that you take care of yourself. I hope that you are patient with yourself this week if you're having a tough week. Drink water, um, go outside, get some fresh air. I'm a bit of a hypocrite because I'm not very good at doing those things myself but yeah take care of yourself, be kind and gentle with yourself and before we wrap up for the week let's look at something positive that I found in the news. This is from the Good News Network and I'll leave their links um, in the show notes as well. Did you know that there was a retirement village for cats in the UK? Well yes there is. Shropshire Cat Rescue in Shrewsbury in the West Midlands takes in homeless, stray, abandoned and unwanted cats and kittens and organises veterinary care 
for feral cats in the area. <laughs> it's so cute. This story is so adorable. I was just like grinning when I was reading. The cats enjoy the cushy life with volunteers taking time to look after them and even getting local kids to read to them once a month. That is, that's so funny. The cats live in a gated community. <laughs> some of this I'm reading for the first time today because I literally found this story like not too long before I hit record so the cats live in a gated community in a series of mini cottages surrounded by well-kept gardens each cottage contains a bed a cat bed obviously a litter tray food and drink bowls and various toys for up to two cats so the cats could be like a couple and they can have a house to themselves that is so cute that is adorable according to the center's vet the shelter was intended to create an area for cats who were too elderly or had ongoing medical conditions that needed regular treatment and monitoring to live out their days in comfort it also opened its doors for people who had elderly cats and were going into a nursing home and couldn't take them with them. It gives a different option and eases a stressful, upsetting time by finding somewhere for the cats to go and live out their final days. They are sometimes able to rehome some of the cats, but for the most part, that the retirement home is where most of the cats will live out their days and that store oh my gosh the first of all the houses are so fucking cute they are little they're little like sh they're little sheds like a shed that you can get from like argos or something but for a cat and they have some of them have bay windows some of them have chimneys and it's just like there's one i saw one of them in the pictures it had like double french doors like opening out to the the outside it's just so the whole thing was just so adorable and they do accept volunteers so i'll leave that information in the show notes but yeah that's i just thought that story was really adorable and i wanted to share that with you so there you go there you have it, ladies and gentle thems. I hope you learned something new this week. If you're still with me, don't forget to rate and review the pod on whichever platform you're listening on. Hopefully by next week, I'll have like social media platforms and stuff for you to follow. I'm working on that right now. Um, I hope you have a great week and join me again next week when I'll be talking about something completely different that piqued my interest. Bye.